Welcome to episode 68 of Salute to the Ears. On this episode, we give a broad overview of our recent trip to California, which included a trip to Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Salute to the Ears. I'm Jeremy. I'm Erica. And we are back from our trip to... We are exhausted. Yeah. Exhausted <laughs> and back from our trip to Disneyland. We are exhausted. That is what is happening right now. Um, we've been back for a couple of days, but we have been recovering and you went back to work today. Yes, that was... The first day back is always super rough. Yeah. It's hard to kind of get your thoughts in line. <laughs> then at the same time, I'm like sitting there going... I can't wait to go to Disney World in August. Yeah, I'm I'm getting more and more excited for our trip in August after finally completing this one. We've been teasing this trip for weeks and weeks and, and talking about that we were going to go on it. Um, and there's going to be parts of this trip that we maybe don't fully go into all the details or all the stories about just because not everybody that was with us was, you know... This was an extended family trip. This was 16 people. This was 16 people. Um, From ages 3 to 70? 67. 67? He's going to smack you for that. <laughs> um, this was a trip my dad really wanted to go on and take all the grands on. Um, and so we figured out how to make it happen with everybody. And it just so happened that it coincided with seeing one of mine and my sister's cousins who lives um, a few hours north of Anaheim, lives in the Monterey area. And so her oldest child, her son, was graduating from high school. Right. So they coordinated their graduation party, which was already planned for around the same time, did his graduation party and this trip back to back so that we could all go together. Yeah. So we ended up with... Two toddlers. Uh-huh. Three elementary kids. Uh-huh. Four teenagers. Yep. And seven adults. Right. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. And at times it felt like everybody wanted to do something different. It was being pulled in a lot of different directions for sure. We did start our trip though up north in the Monterey area to see Laura and her family. And we got to do some really fun stuff up there we did like our kids got to put their feet in the ocean for the first time yeah and we went to big sur which was mm -hmm. and pfeiffer state park right um hang out with the redwoods yeah and we did some fun stuff up there and then we made the long journey i don't even want to talk about the drive from monterey <laughs> down to anaheim because um any of you who live in Cali, and particularly in any of the cities, I don't know how you do this. Right. I don't know how you get used to it. Like, I couldn't... We lived a couple hours away, but we did it pretty often when we would drive to Atlanta, um, when we drove to Raleigh. Traffic here is not horrific. There's at no. times when it can be, but like, it's not that bad. Yeah. Not downtown LA to end of rush hour. Horrific. Oh my gosh. I don't even, like, first and foremost, though, we kind of took the long route. We did. We took the scenic route. We took the scenic route, which was very was scenic. pretty. <laughs> it was very pretty. It was very cool to drive right along 
101 highway one uh-huh. like no and and just get to watch the landscape and the right. ocean and no i i 100 percent understand why people say rent a car rent a convertible and drive the length of highway one. Oh yeah i completely get it um but part of the reason we did that is because the pastor of our church who i also work for yeah is from that area uh-huh. And so we stopped in his hometown area there and had to eat at Gus's Grocery. Right. Which is like this little hole-in-the-wall sandwich shop, deli, like, yeah, convenience store type. It, yeah. It seemed to be popular for the area. Yeah. Um, really good. Yeah. No, it was good. It was, it was an adventure getting 16 of us through there (laughs) yeah probably not the best choice we had there for that but it was really cool to just see that whole area it was and it brought understanding to like even some of the stories cody's told right like yeah that was really fun and even some the same way um about monterey and some of the stuff that i've heard you know laura's lived there for 20 plus years like yeah hearing different stories and things that she's told about living out in California and just seeing that and having an understanding. Um, the thing that was so humbling to me was we are surrounded by farms out here, right? They're corn and wheat and soybean, like cattle, that, and, cattle yeah. but we don't get produce farms, right? We don't get produce like lots the yeah. way that like acres and acres of, lettuce and strawberries and right and um artichokes and cauliflower uh, yep cauliflower was the other one we saw like it was so incredibly humbling right and just eye-opening to see that and have that be people's backyards the same way that like cattle pastures are ours Mm -hmm. and it was just it was really cool right it was see the fog roll over the mountains and um, I'm really glad that we did both parts of this trip and it wasn't just a Disney trip. Yeah. I think that it's important. You know, we talk a lot about the Disney bubble and like doing things in Florida, but I think it's really important for us to like be able to explore more. Uh-huh. Now, when we were up north, as my voice cracks, I evidently just hit puberty. Um, <laughs> Try again. When we were up north... We did go to the aquarium, which does have a, have a little bit of a Disney tie to it, as it is the inspiration for the aquarium and Finding Dory. Right. And that was in, up in Monterey, mm-hmm. correct? And that yes. where the aquarium it's in Monterey. Yeah. It's right on the bay. It's, right. Um, it's right on the water, and so you have like the tide pools and the. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't have some of the same exhibits or the way that it's laid out right. within, like, Finding Dory. It's an inspiration, not, like, a recreation right. um, within the movie. But very interesting to see that in person. So all I could think of when the kids are, like, doing all the touch pools, there's mm-hmm. the scene in Finding Dory when the kids are all, like, sticking their hands oh, yeah. in and Dory and the octopus are trying to, trying to hang dodge. her, trying yeah. to dodge it and, like... She's like, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Um, that's all I can think of. Every time they like stuck their hands in, I'm like, yeah, there's some poor little fish that's trying to hide uh, in there. But it was it was very cool to see having the range of kids from three to 18. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting to see how everybody reacted to 
the different scenery or the different stuff that we saw, like the right. places that we went or like what they wanted to do in those places mm-hmm. or what they wanted to experience. So that was, that was fun. Yeah. Yep. I mean, go to the beach and Brooklyn's content laying there, reading a book, laying on the beach. Yep. Jackson wanted to play in the water. Jackson this entire vacation lived with my nephew Sam on his shoulders. More or less. Like, Sam is four, and he thinks Jackson like home right. the moon. So. Yeah. Sam has to feel really short right now because <laughs> for a week he, he felt like he was eight foot tall. <laughs> he hasn't been on Jackson's shoulders in three days. Yeah. Yeah, from Monterey, though, we went straight down to Anaheim and Disneyland. And then I cried. Yeah. It's... Um... So this whole episode, we've decided we're just talking about like our overall experience on this trip. Mm-hmm. We were talking before we started recording of like, hey, what it you know like, we want to be able to break down for you guys really well our like do's and don'ts. But like for each park, for mm-hmm. Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure, because we did both. Right. We spent time in both on multiple days, and. One thing, though, that we want to talk about in this episode is, like, those big overall theme things of a Disneyland vacation. One of those, of course, is where you stay. Now, you can stay in the Disney Disney bubble, like mm-hmm. you can in Disney World, but there are far fewer choices. There's three. You have Grand Californian, mm-hmm. uh, the Disneyland Hotel, which is the OG of all yeah. Disney hotels. And what's soon to be Pixar Place. Right. Um, Grand Californian literally is a part of downtown Disney Uh and Disney's California Adventure. So you have the potential to have a theme park view from your room Mm -hmm. into either park, actually. Right. um, Depending on where where you're staying and within the building. Uh, very cool. We did not stay there. We did not. We did not stay there. Uh, we talked about it. Yeah. We, then, we talked the, about looking at it, and then we looked at the price, price and said, tag. Nope. No, thank nope, you. Nope. And then the kind of the same thing with the Disneyland Hotel. So if you're familiar with kind of the price structure for Disney World hotels, these would very much be deluxe hotels. Yeah. There is not an option for a moderate or a value right. resort. You want a moderate or a value resort, you're going for one of those well, good neighbor P- hotels. Pixar Place is more of a value or moderate. Yeah, more moderate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the thing is, is that they have a lot of good neighbor hotels. A lot. A Talking lot like good... a few blocks worth of basically hotels. And one of the things that I... <laughs> You have to pay attention to where you're staying within those and where they are on the map. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of them have very similar names. Yes. Some of them are the same hotel chain and have multiple hotels within walking distance. The other thing you have to pay attention to is uh, they are closer to the entrance points, the kind of that entrance plaza that sits between the entrance to Disneyland and DCA. You can literally stand in the middle and turn one way and be facing Disneyland. You turn the other way and you're facing DCA. And both are a 30-second walk. Right. And then if you continue down farther in between the two of them, you hit downtown Disney and walk through downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing is, is that taking those out, you go outside security, you go past the buses, like that'll take you around 
to a bunch of the different hotels, it is not a far as far of a walk as it appears if you look on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. It is a lot closer. Right. And so um, I made the mistake of we had this wonderful recommendation from our friend Lori to stay at the Best Western. Mm-hmm. Well, there happens to be two Best Westerns on Harbor Boulevard across the street from right. Right. These, this entrance point. And there's another one that's actually close. I just don't know that it's on Harbor Boulevard. Yeah, it's around yeah. the corner. Yeah. Um, we ended up booking with another agent with it because she was booking our flight reservations, which Lori wasn't doing for us. So, like, there was just a lot happening right. within the booking situation. Uh-huh. Um. Don't worry. Lori did get some business from us on this and in some tickets and things like we made sure to utilize her. But the. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that there were two. And when the travel agent confirmed with me and I saw Harbor Boulevard, I was like, yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it wasn't the right Best Western that no. Lori had recommended. No. The one Lori recommended was literally right across the street from where you walk in. Yeah. Like now, this one was like half a block it, down. Yeah, it wasn't it was, bad. It wasn't the walk itself wasn't bad, so I just think the quality oh hundred percent was different. So, so I cried. Yeah, and we'd had a very long, exhausting day um, of travel, and it was it was a hard it was a hard transition. So. There are a lot of good neighbor hotels to choose from. If mm-hmm. you are looking at those, look at specific reviews for those hotels. Look at the walkability. If they say it's a five-minute walk, they probably aren't joking. Right. If they say it's 15, they probably aren't joking. Right. And that's probably including traffic lights. Right. Just pay very close attention yeah. to that. If you're able to walk with... Most most people are, but like if you don't have littles, like with us with teens, we could have stayed a little further away mm-hmm. in probably a nicer hotel. Because there were some that were nicer that mm-hmm. were a little further away. There's a JW Marriott. There was even a really nice courtyard. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I mean, we passed a bunch on our way out when we stopped to get gas right. and saw a few that we were like, ooh, look up what the prices are on those. And they really weren't that different in price to where we stayed. Yeah. They were just a little bit more expensive, but not not a right. big enough jump to right. make a huge impact um, on the overall budget. But they were just far enough away that we were going, oh, those might not be quite walkable. Right. You know, when we were like, looking. For us, they would have been walkable. Now, they would have been not fun to walk at the end of the night after 27,000 no. steps. I was honestly shocked. I thought that we would do a lot less steps. I did too. I really did. But nope. Um, I think part of that was also because we're not as familiar with Disneyland as Disney World. Like Disney World, we know how to get from A to B and the order in which to do things, right? Yeah. From here, it felt like we were going A to B to C back to A. You know, oh, we're now running, yeah, jump over to F. Oh, we know when we go back to B, like, yeah, it was. And it also felt like there weren't as many straight lines to get to places. You had to work your way around a lot more. And I know a lot of that is just because you're building on a property 
that wasn't necessarily designed to build out the way that it has. Right, right. And I felt like that way more with Disneyland than DCA. No, Disney's California Adventure was definitely a lot more walkable, a lot, you know, you had the wider pathways, but it's a much newer park. Right, yep. Um, So we basically, we did parks for three days. Yeah. We more or less did a day and a half in each. I think it's probably the best way to kind of split it up. Yeah, I think we probably spent... Maybe a little bit more in DCA than Disneyland, but... Yeah, but we also just spent more time sitting and people watching in DCA than we did in Disneyland. So yeah, um, which we tend to do. We tend right. to get to we tend to hit that like two three day mark, and we're like, all right, I've hit majority of the things that I want to do. I can just kind of right sit and look and and watch. Um, we knew the crowds were going to be up. Right. Time of year, grad night's happening yeah. on two of the days that we were there. I really didn't think grad night was going to make that big of a difference going into it, but boy, was I wrong. Morning's fine. Yeah, the first hour and a half was fantastic. Even uh, even to about 11. Yeah. It was still pretty Right, and pretty then they mild. start pouring in. Now, these aren't just high school grads. There was also a whole lot of middle school grads. Yeah, that was one thing I definitely noticed about even the schools like up in Monterey. Like, I remember Jackson's preschool doing a cutesy little graduation thing, right. but that was also on post, and you kind of run into a different mentality there, especially when Jackson was in preschool there, of like, mm-hmm. this might be the only graduation ceremony you get to see. Right. So like, right. there's kind of a different mentality with that, with, you know, on post education things versus mm-hmm. civilian, but um, they have a graduation for like every single stage. Yeah. yeah. Like they have like a ceremony and cap and gowns and like no, a could, whole yeah, bit yeah, for yeah, like we, kindergarten, we, fifth grade, eighth grade, like right. all of it. Yeah. We could hear the graduation music going from our... <laughs> from our Verbo. Yeah, from our Verbo and... Or as I say, VRBO. Yeah. To drive my children crazy. Yeah. And it was a kindergarten graduation. And, but they, middle schoolers definitely showed out in force, especially in Disneyland. I think part of it was, hey, we're already going down for DCA in the evening. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and make a full day of it and hit Disneyland during the day. Yeah. And it was crowded. If I'm remembering right, I think the schools have a choice in when they purchase those tickets for their oh, school. Oh, probably. For the graduate of saying like, hey, we want a ticket to the parks during the day or we only want to check them in for grad right. night. Right. And I think the grad night one's cheaper. And so if you have the option to purchase right. that. Yeah. Um, and then we were also there on a weekend. Yes. We were there just post Memorial Day. But we missed the largest crowd of the Oh, week. yeah. <laughs> of Splash closing down. Splash closed the day before we drove down. Yeah. So we missed that big crowd, but then there were also enough people there because you got you have like uh, Peter Pan and Alice, and there was like there was like three or four rides that are gonna be down for a little bit that they're yeah. redoing. So then there were more people there to do those, and Matterhorn just opened back up, and so that was really kind of fun. We were there the day that it opened. Yeah. So that was. That, that was kind of well. fun that yeah. the kids got to, to ride it and maybe had a slightly smoother ride because it's been... Getting refurbed for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think I think that part kind of caught me off guard, like the crowd, especially because it in the mornings, like it, it started off so wow, this is amazing. Look, we're hitting this and this and this, and I'm like able to take pictures of like different details, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like we just hit a wall, and it was I couldn't even hardly get pictures. We also had where that morning started off very cloudy. Yeah. Started off cloudy and a little cool, and I think that we had quite a few people and locals and stuff who were like, I'm yeah. not going then. I'm going right. to wait and go when it's nice out. Could be. Um, the other part of that with the crowds is that park was not designed for the amount of people that are in it now. Right. Right. And and especially when you do have a, a large crowd eater like Splash Mountain that is down. Because um, we experienced this in Disney World, too, of, like, when a, when a large... So, the whole thing of, like, that park was not designed for the amount of people that are in it. You have these rides that are down, like Splash right now. Mm-hmm. And we've experienced this in Disney World, too, of, like, these rides being down and uh, it <laughs> and it's not eating up that crowd. Right. The way that it quote unquote should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were experiencing some of that. And uh, on top of the pathways are just way more narrow. Right. There's always a line for the bathroom because there's not enough bathrooms in a, yeah. in a, there's not enough stalls within each bathroom. I'm a guy. I don't notice this. I saw lines for the guys' bathrooms. There was. That was there like was. the first time I think I've seen there was. lines for the guys' bathrooms and places around Disney World in a very long time. Yeah. Other Definitely around like lunchtime and stuff. Yeah. There was. Um, the, so you have the pathways and it was, it definitely did get crowded. It was still enjoyable. It mm-hmm. wasn't bad. People weren't necessarily nasty. There were some of the teens that were needed Rude. some parental yeah. looks <laughs> in their direction. Yeah. <laughs> they needed some mom stink eye to yeah. get them back on track. Um, I had a couple of those moments with some of them, but nothing more than some language and mm-hmm. stuff that I really didn't run into. I didn't run into adults, though, totally being a-holes either. No. So that no. was nice. No. And we do run, in, run into that at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, however. Yeah. We did run into more cast members who were not magical, not magical, not happy, um, stressed, short, not kind, and to the point of causing distress to our kids Yeah, in the way that they spoke to them. I don't know if it was they've had a really overwhelming week. With Splash closing and all splash those closing, crowds. Memorial, and grad night. Like, if they were just stressed to the max. Right. Or if this is an overwhelming theme there versus, like, world. Right. There were some that very clearly did not know what was going on. Yeah. With their job. Like, I don't know if they just got thrown into, like, hey, I need you to cover over here today. And then they had no clue what was going on. Yeah. Like times because your dad was in a scooter. Mm-hmm. Times where they would separate us and sometimes we'd go with him. Sometimes we wouldn't. And I asked a cast member and he's like, oh, he'll just meet you at the end. 
basically saying he's going to go ride the ride by himself and then we'll just all meet up together at the end. Which is not, and that was, the ride you're talking about is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway right. Railway, which the queue and everything is designed, the the front part of the queue is different than Disney World. Right. But once you get past that, once, once you, you get, get to the pre-show, once you get to the pre-show, everything's the same right. as Disney World as far as like. And I just want to say that queue, phenomenal. Amazing. Phenomenal. I, I wish that we could have that. At yeah. World, because yeah. that was amazing. Right. If you like that ride at World, go out to Disneyland and ride it if you can, right. because that was totally worth it. And one of my highlights is watching our 17-year-old son freak out because Toodles is in is in the queue. I missed that. I yeah. was ahead of you guys. Yeah, no, he, he was to the point where he couldn't, like, hardly speak. There it is, there it is, there it is, like... I mean, that's that's an icon of his that. childhood. Right. I mean, of his like preschool years, that is an icon of what he. I mean, we watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse right. all day, every day. We watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse the way kids watch Bluey today. Yeah. Um, which our kids still watch Bluey, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the uh, the queue was amazing, but yeah. like that cast member, like yeah. there were things that happened that I, we kind of looked at each other and went. That would never fly. Yeah. And I will admit, there were a couple different points where we probably should have gone to guest relations and had conversations with them Yeah, about particular cast members and events that happened. And it was just so chaotic at some of those right. times that I couldn't even process doing that until it was way too late. Right. Um. So we've said this before about Disney World, too. If you're having an issue, go talk to guest relations However, I felt like that was a much more difficult thing to go do at Disneyland than it is at Disney World. Right. I agree. Um, and I think part of that comes down to our unfamiliar, us not being as familiar with Disneyland as Disney World. It just didn't seem as, like... Accessible? Well, it just didn't seem as apparent. Like, yeah. where there were guest relation people and where there were spots where you could talk yeah. to somebody. No, you're right. Um. And I don't know if part of that is just the crowds and the way that they're li everything's laid out. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have the visual in that. But right. like, yeah, it definitely was a lot harder for us to find things and figure out and kind of just <laughs> get in the map. <laughs> got to be yeah. like Joey, got to get in my map. Um, to get in the like mindset of like okay this is connects to this land and this connects to this especially when you know galaxy's edge and the way that it attaches to two different right. points all right um and toontown right and where it connects and i felt like once i made a lap around mm -hmm. it i had it pretty good at least the general like, hey, this is where this is how to get to Frontierland or Adventureland or like I knew where they were on the map. Like, if you had been like, where is this thing? Like yeah. this general land on the map, I could point you to the general direction. But to look at the pathways and figure out like where you needed to go within that, yeah, I could not. And I'm usually really good directionally with that. Like, mm. that usually doesn't screw me up too badly, but this did. Um, I. Now we we talked about bad cast members or cast members that were not so good. There were really good ones that we had as well, right? The really, really good ones we had were in DCA. Yeah. 
I think so. Now, I will give a shout out to the cast members who were leading out the parade. Because they were really good at trying to get everybody hyped up. Yes. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. It's not It's not Florida hot by any means. But no, but it was warm. It was warm. It was, it, it was a little sticky standing in the sun. Right. So, they did a good job, though, getting people... Well, and giving them them the instructions that they needed to give them to Mm -hmm. keep everybody safe. Right. While also still not trying to be, like, rigid and, yeah. We were talking about this at one point. I don't know if I was talking to you about this or if I was talking to Kendra about this. Um, My sister, like, who was on the trip with us, of saying, I wonder at what point it was like there were too many cast members who, in the process of trying to keep people safe, Mm-hmm. which they need to do and they have to right. do. Rather than going at it in the direction of how do we lead people to do this, they went in the direction of like how do we corral and push people to do this. Mm-hmm. And there's a distinct difference. Right. Um, and and I, the connection was just made for me in this and in my brain hole as I'm talking because that's how I process. Mentor of mine um, who does coaching for women, um, with big life. Her name is Pamela Krim. Uh, she does a daily devotional. Um, and it's one of the top daily devotionals actually in the country, but the, she was talking this morning and I I read the transcript of it, of being a sheep versus a cow and how a sheep is led by a shepherd. Right. And so they know that it's going to keep them safe and do the things that it needs. And, um, and that's why they'll follow. Right, and sheep will follow the sound of the shepherd's voice and do what it what it's asking them to do without having to be pushed from behind per se, most of the time. Whereas a cow has to be pushed and corralled into going where you want right. it to go. Um, so she was talking about like, don't be a cow. Right. It was actually a really really fantastic. I'll have to link it in the show notes, but um, you know, it was. It, it kind of is that idea of like encouragement and and keeping people like having people do what you're asking them to do because it is good for them and it right. is safe to, you know and it's it's a guardrail versus right. like a, a brick wall right rather than having to be like militant strict and right. nasty about it's, it to try to get people to I, comply I feel like the attitude that they had with the parade led to a good experience for the parade. Yes. We were ready to enjoy the parade. Yes. We had the cast members who were around the hub for Wondrous Journeys were kind of the exact the opposite. Show. Yeah, the fireworks show were kind of the exact opposite. And that was something I was looking forward to more than maybe any show mm-hmm. there. And the fact that they were so... I don't want to say when you use militant because it's not militant, but just unhappy mm-hmm. and forceful. It like sucked a lot of it out. Oh like, yeah, hundred percent. Like it was really hard to enjoy oh, no, that they, show. They not only stressed us out, but they stressed our kids out in a way that was. They were stressing everybody out around there. It was. It was not. And and. We are all for, like, we are always the people who are, like, you know, cast members, like, hey, you can't go through here. You can't, what, like, we're, like, okay. But, like, tell me why. Yeah. Or Give can, me, can you tell me where I can then go? Then tell me where I can go. Tell me how I do need to get there. Like, not, rather than just yelling. Not too yelling bad me. you're going to have to wait. Yeah. Like, 
that's they'll so have to find you after we did have so we just talked again kind of about like but we did have really really good ones right and one of one of our great cast member experiences was in dca uh-huh and we had like i'm probably gonna cry just thinking about the fact that like how many times we've had where this is at least the second time maybe the third time we've had where the cast member who is working with a character and says hey you were really kind and asked and and so i'm going to reward that yeah. right like i'm going to i'm going to help you out because you were very kind about it and you're not looking for anything we had just gotten off radiator springs racers mm-hmm. brooklyn and i were headed to the bathroom i'd been holding it the whole time in line i had to go right there's a big line in radiator springs so i was like okay well let's go to avengers campus so we rush over to Avengers Campus, and who is out meeting people but Loki, who Brooklyn yep. had been trying to see all day. Right. She had her Loki Disney bound on. She was ready to meet Loki. Like, that was who she wanted to see. And I asked the cast member who was near him, I was like, hey, is he going to be out here for a minute? Because, like, we got we to gotta go yeah. there first. And then yeah. and she's like, yeah, yeah, you're good. Don't worry. You know, like, you got time. Of course, there's a line at the bathroom. Yeah. And by the time we came out, they had closed his line. But when she saw me come out, Brooklyn got out before me. And when she saw me come out, she came over and she's like, hey, I know things got chaotic and we had to close the line down. But I've already told the other cast member, like, you're going to meet him over here. Like, as he's walking back, like. Right. Because we'd already, we were already there. We were already should have been in line. Like, and we didn't take the approach of like. You have to like, you know, there was no like, hold our place. Like, mm-hmm. it was just a like, hey, what's happening? How is this going? Like, I'm just trying to get gauge what's happening. Um, and that's been our experience before. That was how we met the kids walked Buzz back to the toy box a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, where we just, the cast member was like, hey, the line's closed. I was like, no worries. Like, I was just trying to grab a, a pic of him between people real quick. Like, no, like. Yeah. And we, because we were like respectful and kind back to them, there was like this, like, all right, like, I see you. Mm-hmm. Like, and this cast member, Maddie, like, I mean, she did. She made sure Loki came over. She made sure that Brooklyn got some time with him. Yeah. Let Jackson meet him as well, which was hilarious. Right. I'm, I'm going to try to lighten that video up so you guys can see a little better it's a little dark <laughs> but um it was pretty it was funny good. uh and she was so sweet about trying to make sure that that interaction happened and and i know that not every thing that happened you know and every cast member interaction is going to be where they're able to sprinkle you with some pixie dust and mm-hmm. go above and beyond but I just feel like we're the type who enter in with the attitude of we're going to try and go above and beyond to be nice to cast members. Mm -hmm. And so then when that's not reciprocated, it like really stings for us. It does. We know how hard they work. Yeah. We, we are not trying to, we are not the people trying to cause a scene or trying to cause an issue, but like you are working in a, in a job in the one organization where like the level of excellence is the gold standard right. for so many others in the hospitality business. Right. You, you were it. Right. 
So when you're not meeting that, it's really hard. Right. And I know what it's like to work in a job where people are going to be nasty to you. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you just get fed up with it. And yeah. It, it's hard. I, I get it. Trust me. I've. Well, that's one of the reasons why we're so adamant about trying to be kind right. of cast members. Right. We thank them often. We we try really hard to... I try to thank custodials as much right. as possible, as much as I can yeah. see them and thank them, because that's a thankless job. Right. Yep. None of us want to be going cleaning toilets and emptying trash cans, more or less in our own house, let alone in a theme park for... <laughs> I know. We can't hardly get the kids to do that. Thousands of people. Overall, cast members were fine. They just... Yeah. It just didn't feel like the, you know, we talk a lot about the level of excellence, especially with Disney World, um, within that Disney bubble of like, it just, it, the Disney bubble was not the same. No, no, it wasn't. And part of that, I think, is the fact as soon as you basically walk out of the parks, you have some dude that's trying to get you to take pictures with a parrot or they're... (laughs) They're trying to sell you. They're trying to sell you something. Like as soon as you walk out, and yeah, as soon as you step off property, there are. And a lot of the hotels, even the ones who are like Disney Springs hotels or maybe just off property, still have Disney touches. Mm-hmm. Like our hotel had no Disney touches. Like no. Like and it. They tried a little bit, maybe up where breakfast was, but. Maybe. It wasn't. Yeah. It was, that wasn't terrible. No. That was no. included. So that was nice. Um, but the the overhaul thing, like, there was a lot about the parks themselves where we just kind of went, okay. Hmm. Okay. But then there were some areas and lands and things where we went, oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Right. Like, DCA blew me away. Oh, 100%. Was not expecting that. I want us to plug, like, so we've been talking about, we want to do a whole podcast episode just talking about our favorite rides, do's and don'ts, all that stuff for Disneyland. I want to do another one for DCA. And I'm like, I feel like you need a whole one on just Radiator Springs. Yeah, like, you could. Right. I, I could live in that land. No, it's pretty fantastic. There's a lot of details and a lot of pictures and... Yeah, there's there's the that whole park like to go from a park that nobody liked to what it is now mm-hmm. is pretty fantastic because there's something in each one of those lands inside of DCA that I enjoyed. Oh, hundred percent. I I don't think that there was anything within there. There wasn't a dead area of that park like Hollywood uh... Hollywood Studios. Like the whole for me the Disney Junior Dance Party area. That part had. Where that is in DCA, it kind of has this, like, nod to Streets of America. Right. And, like, it was, it was definitely slow over it, there. It was, it was slower over there. But I feel like I can go over there and at least take pictures mm-hmm. of the buildings and, the, like, the cityscape and that kind well, of stuff. Well, and, and all those buildings are being used. Right. They're all being utilized in, in some way right now. Yeah. And so they did have a lot of... Um, Kendra and Steve and the kids did, um, you know, so the toddlers and the elementary kids did uh, some of the stuff in where Turtle Talk with Crush is. Also has the Beast Library. Right. Has where you can meet some um, characters from Frozen. They met Olaf. Uh, And then it had, like, the animation, like, where you can learn to draw. 
mm-hmm. something um, like with an animator. And so, I mean, it had a lot of really cool opportunities for right. indoor things. Some mm-hmm. of them a little quieter, a little, right. you know, so if you have littles and you're needing some place that's like not out in the crowds, not, a, you know, need some mm-hmm. AC, it was a great opportunity to, to do that. Um, you know, it, it's just, it was like a, it almost felt like night and day between the two parks, really. It did. Like, and it, did. it just, we ended up, I think, spending slightly more time in DCA than From, we did Disneyland. Yeah, we, I think so. I think so. Um, which was partly just based on some of the things we wanted to do, but like, um, the, some of the things that like we did notice, like one thing we noticed overall, both parks, mm-hmm. Genie Plus works. It there it works fantastic. It now, works like I think like it's supposed to. For there the most part. are rides that have Genie Plus at World that don't have it at Land. Right, and then there were there were more rides that didn't have it at Disneyland and DCA that I was expecting like, that you just couldn't use a Lightning Lane. Like it was just standby yeah. only. Yeah, which kind of took me by surprise of how many of those there were. I guess. Well, um, so many of them has to do with it's an original ride right. or it's an early ride. And yeah, so the, queue... just, the, the queue just can't handle it. Yeah. But overall, like, you're like, oh, I want to go, I want to go do a lightning lane for, for whatever ride. And you could look at it and typically you could get one within like 45 minutes or whatever. I don't know that we ever went through, whereas like when we go to World, we end up doing the thing first thing in the morning we start stacking, stacking it yeah for the afternoon right because that's the only way you can get some of those mm-hmm. without having to like trek across back and forth across the park this was a lot more of like all oh. right well that one's got one in 20 minutes or in an hour like you know within the next hour and so yeah. we pick that and then you'd go do something right. else and then ride it and then you'd be able to do another lightning lane right and because there wasn't the thing of like two touch points like there is in a lot of places right. in world it was immediate. You'd be in line in mm-hmm. the lightning lane and booking your next one. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, before you're getting on the ride. Yeah, and so have it, the next one booked. Yeah. So we had a couple different times where we went like from lightning lane to lightning lane. Right. There were there were times where we could have gone from thrill ride to thrill ride to thrill ride, especially in DCA. But oh yeah, we had to kind of pull back the reins <laughs> on the teens a little bit and be like, hey, come on now, we gotta get something for the little guys too. But, but it, it, it worked fantastic in those two parks, I think. Now, we did use um, one individual lightning lane for right. Radiator Springs Racers. And right. the biggest thing with that was we had a large party. We had a large party, and we got started a little bit and later. And we got started a little bit later than we originally intended. And so we didn't get to rope drop it. And by the time we were already back there, it was already an hour. And it was, it was the number one to do in the park mm-hmm. for... Pretty much everybody. Right. But it was good. I mean, we all had some really cool experiences. And there's some more detailed ones that I want to talk about. Right. Um, in our DCA episode. Mm-hmm. Overall, 0 to 10, mm-hmm. what was your experience of the overall aspect of the Disney trip part of the trip? Um, gosh, I want to say TBD. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, I feel like I need to do it again. Yeah. I feel like I need to do it when it's not 16 of us just following a holiday weekend, following a very popular ride closing. 
with Grand Knight. But overall, I would mean probably like a... Still probably like a... Maybe maybe a seven? Yeah. It's a, I was like, going to give it like a 7.5. Yeah. Like, um, one thing we did talk about with my sister was like we ended up... So they only had two days of park passes. No mm-hmm. park hopper. We had three days of park passes with a park hopper. Right. So we did... We did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They only did Friday and Sunday. Right. Our Sunday day together with them was our DCA day. Mm-hmm. But we had already done it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We felt like overall, everybody within our group, it felt way more comfortable, confident, because we had kind of a plan of like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. This is going to take a while. This will mm-hmm. be quick we felt a little more confident in what we were doing in that. I would say if you're going to go with a large party, plan more days. Right. So plan for a day that's like, hey, we're going to get acquainted with the park and we're going to do as many things as we can, but Mm -hmm. like we're not going to stress about trying to do everything in one day. Or have somebody who really knows the park and how to do it well. Because I think that's, like, I'm very comfortable. Like, if we were to take the same 16 with us to Disney World, mm-hmm. we'd have been like, bam, 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 bam. Do it like this, this, and this. Like, recommend doing this, recommend doing that. Like, mm-hmm. we'd hammer it out. Yeah, we would have had a whole plan. I would have had an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, yeah. we would have had a notebook ready to go. It would have been fine. But the, we just didn't know what we didn't know. Right. And we had that opportunity then for our time in DCA with them. And so I think my advice is like, you really do need a minimum. If you're trying to do both parks, even for a family of four to six. Right. You need, you really want to do everything as much as you possibly can. Get those three days if you can. Mm-hmm. And get Park Hopper. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's definitely... I think worth it. I, I think so too. I think so too. Um, I, I, and, and I get it. There's a lot more locals. There's a lot more California residents that go to Disneyland than you do. You have a lot of Florida residents that go to Disney world too. I'm not saying that you don't, yeah. but they come differently. Right. They tend to come and do, oh, we're going to go do this one thing, and then we're going to leave. Right. Or we're going to, they either do like, hey, we're just going to go be in World Showcase and drink around the world. <laughs> right. Um, I, or, I was going to say Epcot. And Ep- sometimes Hollywood Studios yeah. felt like way kind of Disneyland did. Yeah. With the locals. Um, but I feel like locals for Disneyland tend to come and stay longer whereas like locals in florida don't always tend to stay all day or do like they they don't typically want to stand out in that heat yeah like they're either coming first thing in the morning going home around lunch or one whenever it starts to get really hot or Or they're coming in the evening yeah um and so it was just a different but we all i mean everybody will tell you disneyland is a locals park versus being a touristy park right part of that is the lack of disney bubble Part of it is just size and the way it was designed. Yeah. Like, it wasn't designed to be this... Tourist destination, the way it's For 
like around the world, like Walt Disney World is. Like Walt Disney World is designed with these huge walkways and paths that can hold a lot of people. Well, Disneyland and, doesn't have that. And the the ability to stay. Right. Within the property. Right. I mean, for thousands and thousands of people. Right. Yeah. No, I'm more than willing to try it again. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm even I'm even willing to try it again with a group, but I want it to be a group of people who know what they're doing. It, it did like, make it harder. Like, and I'm not, like, we all learned our ways around it, but I want, yeah. I want to be with, like, somebody who, that's their park. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to see it kind of through their eyes and why that's their park. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. For the same reason, I think that it would be that somebody might want to go with us to World. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's funny. We kept calling it. We kept calling World our park. Yeah. <laughs> like. And we don't live by either one we, of them. Like, when we go back home, like right. you know, we kept saying like, oh, when we go back home, like or our our park does right. this or has this, yeah. like, and we were like, it's not ours. We're not even annual pass holders. Right. But yeah. that we it go does. Like once a year. But it feels like home. I right. mean, it does. It, it does feel like home, and that yep. makes a big difference. Yep. So I think with that, we're gonna go ahead and say, find your joy. Maybe check not. us out. <laughs> um, with that, make sure you check us out on socials. Uh, right. Jeremy posted a few things while we were there. I'm posting a lot more of recap stuff and information and tips and tricks and things on our Instagram. Check us out on socials at Salute to the Ears. Mm-hmm. But with that, go out and find your joy and have a magical week. <laughs>